Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Being a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club. Or a really weird cult. A tradition better than Sunday dinner with the family. Coming to you live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you so much for hanging out with the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Gotta love it. It's always fun hanging out with you. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can. My friends from Rocket Mortgage are waiting along for you. We got a lot of people that will still want to get in at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Should you choose to take part in it and get involved in the conversation on our phone lines. Barton Simmons covers college football for CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. We'll have a discussion coming up around 20 minutes past the hour on what does the... How dangerous is Notre Dame to Trevor Lawrence and Clemson's chances to win because Trevor Lawrence isn't going to play. He's not playing next week. I'm of the opinion that it doesn't matter at all. The game, it's going to be hyped up all week long. And I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter at all. If Notre Dame beats Clemson without Trevor Lawrence and then loses to Clemson with Trevor Lawrence in the ACC title game, they're not going to the college football playoff. They're not going. Because when you beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence, it's going to have a giant. It's got a giant stain on it. Giant stain. By the way, that stain's not coming off. It's not. You're not going to be able to convince people that, oh, no, 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 it really was a big win. This really was an absolutely big win. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Let's be honest. Come on now. Okay. Another story for you. Have you ever seen someone in life, they're highly successful at one thing. Then they are a little more, a little less successful when they try to do something else. They don't have the same, they don't have the same level of success. 
doing something else. They just they were really, really good at something. Then they try something else and they sort of stink at it. And then everybody thinks, you know what? We got to get them back doing what they got before. We got to we got to get them back doing what they did before. We got to make sure that this is a, you know, really this is the kind of it's kind of guy we need to hire. Now I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh and what he's got going on right now. Cuz Jim Harbaugh is supposed to be really really good. I mean, right? He's really really good. He was a really good college coach. Very good college coach. Not a very good you know, and, 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 you know, you're supposed to believe that, right? No, it never works out that way. He rocks it with San Francisco. He rocked it at Stanford. So you're thinking he's going to be really, really great when he gets to Michigan. And he's not. I don't know what the difference is. I, I honestly, I do not know what the difference is. You're a really, really good college coach at Stanford. You're a really, really good professional coach with the 49ers. But then... You just sort of fall apart at Michigan. And yes, you have fallen apart at Michigan. They've abs- he absolutely has fallen apart. Not working. Doesn't work. What's that about? And more importantly, how can that be? How can you be a really, re- I mean, at, at Stanford, he was an incredibly, I mean, he did a really impressive job at Stanford. And but he gets to you find him and he and he and he gets on to Michigan. And things just don't they just don't work out at Michigan. They're not working out for him. And it's continual. It's absolutely continual. Nothing's changing. He's supposed to be really, really good. He's not. He's supposed to turn things around. He's not. He's given opportunity after opportunity, and nothing seems to change. Why is that? What's the deal? What's the deal with Jim Harbaugh? That's what uh, Jerry Seinfeld will be asking. What is the deal? What's the problem? Why does it not work? How could this possibly be happening to him? Because nobody gets more hype. Nobody gets talked about more than Jim Harbaugh. Nobody got more hype upon their arrival that Jim Harbaugh was going to be changing things forever for Michigan football. Didn't really work out that way. He is a guy who has underachieved terribly. And I don't understand how you go from being really, really good one place and really, really good somewhere else. And you've been really, really good in college. You've been really, really good in the pros. But right now, if you don't, if you don't believe that he is over his skis at Michigan, what's it going to take to convince you? What more is it going to take to convince you? What do, what do you need to know? What do you need to see? Because if you can't, if you can't figure it out now. Can't figure this out, that he's not prepared right now to to turn this thing around for Michigan. I think you're not paying attention. And for Jim Harbaugh, that should be unacceptable. That should really be unacceptable. 
Are we talking about Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson? Of course we are. Because Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson are the teams most deserving of our belief system right now. They're the ones we should believe. They're the ones we should believe in. They're excellent. And they've done an, ama- they've done an amazing job. They're the teams that continually are showing us, yeah, believe in us. you got to believe in us. We're the team that is, is showing you you can count on us, you can believe in us. We're Alabama football. We're a brand. You can count on us. We are a brand that works. Or you can count on Clemson football, and you know it. You know it's going to work. You know Clemson football is going to work. And Ohio State's right there. Now, they're not at the level of accomplishment of Alabama and Clemson. But they certainly look like they belong in that conversation. So who's the fourth team that belongs? And that's my sort of rambling way to get there. Who's the fourth team that belongs? Is it Notre Dame? By the eye test, I say no. And every time that I've seen them in the college football playoff, they sort of reinforce that belief to me. That's what they tell me. I can believe that in much of nothing when it comes to Notre Dame. Who's the fourth team that belongs? Who belongs in that discussion? And I'm just saying to you, who belongs in the discussion to legitimately play where you could say team, whatever you say, team fill in the blank in consecutive weeks could beat Ohio State and Clemson. In consecutive weeks could beat Clemson and Alabama. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the college football playoff doesn't even need to be four teams. It needs to be just to even it out. But there's no fourth team that you're going to give me that is going to legitimately have the argument to say, yes, in consecutive weeks, we can go and beat Clemson and Alabama in back-to-back weeks. We can beat Ohio State and Alabama in back-to-back weeks. Ohio State and Clemson in back-to-back weeks. Folks, that isn't happening. You know it's not happening, and I know it's not happening. Yet every single year, we have the people banging the drum. It's not a drum. It's sort of a door. uh, Banging the drum to say the college football playoff needs to be expanded. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does not need to be expanded. Tell me the team that legitimately could beat those, could beat two of those teams in consecutive weeks. You tell me who that team is. And I'm going to tell you, hooked to a lie detector, you know you're lying. You absolutely know that you're lying. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. You can join us on the show. Our toll-free line is sponsored by Geico. You know what's scary? Finding out that you've been paying too much for car insurance all these years. You've had every opportunity to get yourself a much better deal by just dealing with my friends from Geico. So check them out. They do really, really good work, and they're looking for your business right now. They're, trying to, they're doing everything to be business-friendly uh, to you. So get in touch with them and find out how much you could be saving and get yourself down to business. I am fascinated at the conversation that has been going on, especially as of late, where people are saying, well, it's a disgrace 
that the NFC East winner is going to get a home playoff game. It's a disgrace. That should never happen. Shouldn't happen. They need to change the rules in the NFL. Sort of like the Electoral College folks. Very, very similar arguments. Now we got to change the rules. Well, now, do we really? Do we really got to change the rules? Right now, if you're looking at it, (laughs) the Eagles are leading the NFC East. And every one of the teams in the NFC East all added together, they have seven wins. They got seven wins amongst them, which is pretty terrible. In fact, top two teams in the NFC North have 10 wins. Top two teams in the NFC South have nine wins. Top two teams in the NFC West have 10 wins. 10, 9, 10, 4. It's abysmal. Absolutely awful. But talking about stripping teams of home playoff games is extremely premature. Way premature. Way too early to be talking about it. For one thing, does does the regular season have to mean something or not? Are we playing this game like, does the regular season have to mean something or not? It's supposed to mean something, right? You're supposed to be playing for something. You're supposed to be playing to have the opportunity to not only be the best team in your division, but to have a home playoff game. So what everybody should do is they shouldn't be scared, right? There should be no reason to be scared, right? The Eagles right now would play the Bears in a home playoff game. Anthony, truth serum. The Eagles are playing in January in South Philadelphia at home against the Chicago Bears. By the way, Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles. How awesome would how awesome would that game be? I think the Eagles could win that game. So do I. So do I. The Eagles play the Arizona the Arizona Cardinals. Come into South Philly in January. The let's say the Eagles are seven nine and one. Could the Eagles win that game? I think they can. They could, sure. They could win that game. I mean, people are like, they should never have this. It just isn't fair. I love the fairness stuff. Olivia knows the listening ears are off when she says that. If she ever says, it's, this isn't fair, she knows the listening ears go off. I stop listening. So I'm like, not listening anymore. So figure out, let's have an adult conversation. It's not supposed to be about fair. It's not, everything's not fair in life. Let's learn that. John in South Carolina knew that long ago. John, you're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, brother? Hey, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. What's going on? Hey, uh, well, I'm a Wisconsin fan, so it would have been interesting to see how the Badgers would have did this year with them coming out of the gate so fast. I could, uh, think they could have been one of the fourth, fourth team. But, really? uh, Do you think they could have, though, could they as the fourth team in consecutive weeks beaten Alabama and Clemson or Alabama and Ohio? Uh, they wouldn't, it wouldn't be Ohio State. Let's say Alabama and Clemson. Yeah, come on, come on, no, come on, exactly. You'd have to, you'd have to be crazy to think that. I, I, at least I believe. Yeah, but uh, the one thing I wanted to say is, uh, I saw in the news this morning that big brawl uh, in that college game happened after uh, their quarterback got hit, and uh, which, by the way, was not a dirt. It wasn't a dirty hit. Well, they they just roughed up their quarterback, and I just. Right. I hate I hate Dallas, and uh, I think the <laughs> Dallas uh, Cowboys should take a, a little note from that and learn that after Andy Dalton took that hit, maybe they should have uh, 
created a little brawl themselves. You mean just create a little camaraderie? Answer it. Yeah. Stand up for your teammates. Right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you, you should stand up for your teammates and everything. I don't like the contrived brawls, though, and everything. I just, I, where everyone's going to bow up. And I mean, look, if you want to have a brawl, have a brawl. Have a real brawl. And when guys are in helmets and they're, and they're all wear, they're in helmets and padding and they're trying to play like Billy Badass, give me a break. <laughs> You're totally safe. I'll stand up wearing a helmet. I'll stand up. You're not going to, you're not going to, you're going to punch me. You're going to break your hand. That's fine. Take all the swings you want. I'm wearing padding too. Yeah, that's okay. Nothing, nothing looks more stupid than that. Really does. Absolutely stupid. Trying to do that. Barton Simmons isn't stupid. He knows his college football and he joins us next right here. It's the John Kincaid show, CBS sports radio. This is the John Kincaid show. Always serve football with a side of strong opinion. Now back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Something about that theme makes the uh, hair on the back of the neck stand up a little bit. It always means there's going to be something good and exciting to see. John Kincaid Show, always good and exciting, too, here on CBS Sports Radio. Great Dad Barton Simmons get up early with me today. It, Audie, if you were not joining me on the show, Barton, when would you uh, have put foot on the floor this morning on a normal Sunday if you didn't have anything going on? I've got a uh, five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a three-month-old. So, brother, I am up early. (laughs) No no worries here. I've been been up for a while. So the time change, you did not get the extra hour sleep. No, I'm not sure where that helps me. I haven't haven't quite (laughs) done the math on that, but uh, I'm still waiting to figure that out. Five three and three months that's right you know you and your wife could play board games or something i mean i'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> okay. you could have a, i believe you me that that is the plan moving forward you could have another <laughs> hobby i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> we are you locking could, it down brother yeah see that's the way it works all right talk about locking it down i i gave this scenario out a couple minutes ago i said look let's be honest let's have a real candid conversation i give you uh, alabama clemson and ohio state right now And I was asking people, you know, it's not who the fourth team is going to be. But I was saying to them, what team right now can you try to make a case for me could take that fourth spot and in consecutive weeks weeks be able to defeat Clemson and Alabama, Ohio State and Alabama in consecutive weeks? Because I'm here to tell you, Barton, there isn't a team that in my my wildest dreams could pull that off, that could sit in that fourth seat. I, I first of all I agree with you, um, but I will try to make the case. Okay. And and uh, and here's what I'm going to go with. Uh, it's the same team that has been. It's the same team that continues to kind of be a little bit of a scary first rounder. The same team that we don't think can win it, but is 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 dangerous. And it's it's Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma just absolutely beat the brakes off of Texas Tech, and that's no big deal. But they got a bunch of guys back from suspension. They've got a redshirt freshman quarterback that was the number one quarterback in the country in the class of uh, 2019. Uh, they are 
that the offense is is sort of starting to find its way with with true freshman wide receivers like Marvin Mims. Uh, the the defense has improved. Um, you know, like I think they're probably the best team in the Big Twelve. I agree that there's a there is a huge gap between the top three and everyone else. But I've just seen what this OU offense can look like when they really get rolling and. There, there's some indications maybe they're starting to get rolling. So again, I'm not, you know, I'm not claiming that OU is at that level, but I am saying that if you're, you know, if, if you're one of those three teams, um, I could see a, a scenario in which that is not an Oklahoma team you're excited to play come January. But we can't let a a, a two loss team in, right? Well, we again, can't, right? I mean. Right? They may not even get in. Agreed. Like we can't um, but, let them in, though. We can't let two lost teams in, can we? I mean, wouldn't that depends that... on what are what's our what's our alternative? Because there's going to be, uh, I mean, Georgia's going to have two losses when the, when Alabama sweeps them. Um, you know, no one else in the SEC is going to really be uh, a, a candidate. The ACC, I guess, best our best case maybe would be something like a Notre Dame who's. But they'll have, they'll probably have two losses too because they'll they're playing Clemson. They have to play Clemson again. Uh, I guess you go like no one in the Big Ten even really looks capable at this point, other than Ohio State. Um, and and so the the only other alternative there is does someone get out of the the Pac-12 with like whatever the six games they're playing, um, and 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 you know look playoff worthy. I guess that's a possibility. But I do think that the playoff committee is all about the eye test and it's all about the narratives and it's all, you know, and, and if, and if, if Oklahoma does start this, they do if they win the big 12 and if they look like a totally different team at the end of the year. And if a lot of those guys that were suspended are a big part of their success in the back half of the season, I could see a scenario where the playoff committee says, you know what? Uh, two losses, who cares? That, that is the best, that is the fourth best team. Let's get them in there. Did you, uh, did you did you think anything of the, the Oklahoma State yesterday? That to me was absolutely just throw it all away. I mean, just they they threw they threw that game away. I I, yeah. I still can't understand it. I really I can't understand it at all. No, I, you know, I, I tell you, I, I was talking about this last night on my podcast, and like I think that the for if you're Oklahoma State, it's frustrating, it's uh, disappointing. Sure, you know, you still could be in the in the driver's seat for a playoff berth. Um, and, and yet I almost think that that is the result you'd rather have if, if given the alternative of, look, cause they were better, they were the better team. They outplayed Texas. They just kind of gave it away. Right. And, and, you know, a kick return touchdown, bunch of turnovers, um, just handed it to Texas on a platter. I would rather be sitting here if I'm Oklahoma state saying, you know what, we're, we are still the best team in the Big 12, in our opinion. We just handed Texas a, a loss. Let's go figure out the rest of the season and get in that championship game and, and take care of our business. Because there is a scenario, because people thought Oklahoma State was sort of a fraudulent top-10 team going into play, big, bad Texas, a blue blood who's, who's struggling. I think there are a lot of people that expected Oklahoma State to get exposed. I don't really think they, no, they got didn't. exposed. Yeah. You know, they, they if anything they they were validated as a really good team that just gave it away. And so I think you can take that and and sort of build on that and 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 hang your hat on the idea that you're still the best team in the Big 12. Let's go prove it. 
And that's something that uh, everybody is uh, waiting to see is, is who will be that. Who's going to be that fourth team? When you see Alabama, I have Alabama as my number one. And you've, you've watched Clemson. I'm not, I'm not talking about what went on with Clemson yesterday without, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Trevor Lawrence. But I think mm-hmm. Alabama's been the best team. And I think they have the best resume right now. Is that fair? Yeah, I would agree with that. I've, been, um, I've kind of been going back and forth on Clemson and Alabama, but obviously the past couple of weeks Clemson has looked a little bit less than. Alabama seems to be getting better by the week. You know, I mean, coming off the Ole Miss game, you're, you're wondering about Alabama's defense. You're, you know, you've got questions. But at this point, and I know Mike Leach hasn't been, presented much of a challenge to the SEC after that first week against LSU, but he still shut him out for, what, I think the first time in his career. Yes. Um, and and I, I, bet mean, you, I bet you they knew that, by the way. Because they, yeah. you know, the the uh, you know, there was so much, um, so much like just love and affection being shown to Coach Leach when he came into the SEC. I, th- I, I guarantee you that he wanted to say something that that Nick Saban wanted to deliver a little message. W- welcome to the welcome to Big Boy yeah. Ball here. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I I could see that, you know, and 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 so I think with that with the defense starting to play the way it is, with uh, with the offense, I mean that that goes without any expl- explainer there. Uh, I agree with you. I think Alabama is probably the toughest out right now in the country. But but I do think that um, Ohio State is has potential to get there, too. I mean, that was a really ho-hum, uh, just boring walk-in-the-park kind of win over Penn State. And I know it was a 13-point win, and that's not, that, that's not uh, crazy. But there was never a moment where that game was in doubt. And Justin Fields is playing like he wants to be considered the top player in college football and the number one pick in the NFL draft, and he may just well be it. So um, I think Ohio State is, uh, is going to have something to say about that over the course of the next few weeks as well. And that's a uh, – we're going to be watching all of that. Do you uh, – are you surprised it has gone as relatively smoothly as it has since they've been back from su- COVID? Are you surprised? Did, well, that, that, State, no, no, no. That, that the college football as a whole has gone no, as smoothly. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think this is. I mean, hey, if you, depending on who you talk to, it's not going smoothly. I mean, I think it's it's all a matter. Well, of yeah, exactly. And and, and so I, I actually think that this is sort of the season that that I anticipated. You're going to have some. You're going to have some cancellations. You're going to have some. Um, you know, some disruptions here or there but the games are going to get played. And I, I actually feel, um, you know, I look at the, the worst case scenario, I guess, was that it, things would, would start to spiral and uh, the season would have to be sort of put on hold. But sure. that's, that seems like it's not going to happen. And so, so sure. Like, I think this is a, this is a good, good situation that we're in in college football right now, given, given the alternatives and given what, what we were up against. And um, yeah, I, I think that things are, Things are in a good place, and um, you know any negativity that like kind of people want to toss around because there's still some people that try to throw it at it. Oh uh, yeah, there is. I, I, I think I think that that's misguided because ultimately any of the disruption isn't about sort of people being you know, having health issues. It's just about preventing health issues and, and and all the preventative steps that are being taken. And so I, I I feel pretty good about how things have played out. It's been fun, and more important, I think it's a success story. I love it. Yeah. It's a, yeah. you know, a, a success story, which is great. Now, uh, you getting through your Sunday with three young ones running around your house, that would be a whole nother success story, and I wish you much success with that. They're going to be candied up. They're all candied up. 
there is uh, last night's Halloween deal was people were just putting out bags of treats yes. in their front steps instead yes. of handing out single single servings. So, yeah, we're, we got a lot of recovering to do right now in this house. Well, let's remember the waistline as you get a little older. It starts, so you got to be careful. Don't be <laughs> chowing right. down too much, but Thanks, I'll man. About that. I All appreciate right. it, buddy. Appreciate it. Always fun. He's one of my favorites. Barton Sim is one of my favorites. Uh, covering college football, CBS Sports HQ. Barton Simmons Barrett Salee is 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 sort of like one two combos for for any sport when you talk about people covering it. That's a pretty good combination. You're entering a hysteria-free zone. Back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, I'm so glad you're with us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. A show that absolutely believes you strive to find hope, positivity. And this week, uh, it could have been hard for me, but I found a lot of it. But um, you remember during COVID... Remember the whole time throughout the dark end of the winter, the beginning of the pandemic? You remember the, uh, the long days of the spring without sports? The entire spring without sports? You remember all the naysayers? It can't be done. Don't do it. It's not safe. It's not right. You're going to have people dying. How many dead players are you going to need to, to, to enjoy your sports? Remember that? You remember those people? You can find their tweets. You can find their statements. This one goes out to Buster at ESPN, who I love Buster only. He's a great dude. But he totally got caught up in the mania. Zero percent chance that they start. the Five percent chance they start the season. Zero percent chance that they end it. Zero percent chance? Come on. We made it. Yeah, we made it. Now's the time to say yes, we can. Yes, thank you, Brock. That is the correct answer. And not trying would be the ultimate disgrace. Thank you for trying, NBA. Thank you for trying, NHL. Thank you for trying, Major League Baseball. Thank you for trying, NFL and college football, because you know what? We showed, once again, that everybody who tried to get you to pull the covers over your head, bolt your doors, and stay inside till 2021 were wrong. They were wrong. Yes, we can. We can. Yes, we can. Be responsible. Be safe. Don't be reckless. Try to be kind to your fellow Americans. But seriously, all the naysayers, all the gloom and doom folks... Check on Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to the uh, phone lines here. Roger in South Bend, Indiana joins us. Roger, welcome to the John Kincaid Show. Now, Roger, are you South Bend, you do not have to change your clocks, right? Um, my phone does that automatically. I don't really have a clock on my wall. But I thought I thought South Bend didn't change. I thought Indiana didn't change the time. There used to be a line. It's it's right down the street by uh about 20 miles west of oh. here, the, the phones and the 
everything jams up. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. What's going on in South Bend today? Well, you know, of course, I'm calling from the home of Notre Dame. Yes. And you're asking for a fourth yes. uh, uh, team in that, in that position. That could be that in consecutive weeks, that in consecutive weeks, in consecutive weeks, could beat Alabama and Clemson or Alabama and Ohio State. I want to, I want to work with this through you. It's kind of like a point and counterpoint back and forth. Sure. But I want to make some points because it seems like, and I hope to God that you're not, you know, there's a lot more Notre Dame haters than there are lovers. Okay. Well, I'm not a hater. So I mean, they're, they're a really a, good team. A person team. in your position might want to placate to the uh, the haters more because there's more haters than lovers. Well, I don't use so, haters. I'm not a teenage. I'm not a teenage girl, so I don't use the term haters. So I don't do that. What I'm telling you is this: Notre Dame's a very good. Notre Dame's a very good football team. They can't beat Clemson and Ohio State in back-to-back weeks. They can't beat Clemson and Alabama in back-to-back weeks. They're not that okay, caliber. Okay, let, let me ask you this. Um, what coach is on the verge, possibly, of having four undefeated regular seasons in the last yeah. 10 or 11 years? Yeah, not playing in a conference. I got you. Thanks hey, for your whoa, call. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Roger, 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 Roger. I'm not playing quiz radio. I'm not playing. What, what coach? Guess what? And what has Brian Kelly done? I'll hang up and listen. I'll hang up and listen. We've seen when we let Ohio, when we let Notre Dame into the party, not playing in a conference. When we let them into the party, what happens? They come to the party. Honestly, there's a there's a baby Ruth floating in the punch bowl when they show up. Mike in Boise joins us. Mike, how are you this morning, brother? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good to have you on the show. What's going on, brother? Well, I think you nailed it when you came back from the the break. You were talking about hope, and I think that's what college football is about. I'm a Boise State fan, have been most of my life. And I, I think that there's a, a lot of college teams out there that they just want a chance. Yes, to come absolutely. To. So I'll let, I'll let the fourth team have its chance. We don't need to have eight. We don't need to have eight. We don't need an expanded playoff because right now, no one can give me a legit fourth team that could beat the two teams they'd have to beat in the final two games. There's no need to just have teams there just to give them a participation trophy or a little ribbon that they can hang in the bookshelf. That's not, that's not necessary. We, it has to be legitimate. Well, I'm, I agree with that, but I, I think the, the March Madness you know, craze is, is a perfect example of what college football, I think, would like. You know, Is that Cinderella chance to, to knock off that number one or number two seed you know, that's a victory. But you play a whole season. It's not like college basketball. It's a different – I appreciate your call. It's not like college basketball. You play a whole season to accomplish something. To have that opportunity to play for a championship, you, you, you can't – you don't need to water it down. I, at, least I, at least that's always been my belief. Steve in Atlanta joins us. Steve, how are you? You're in the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks, John. Hey, it's great. It's Sunday morning. It's great to see Roger worshiping touchdown Jesus. Notre Dame <laughs> hey, uh, hey, yes, maybe he is. A team, maybe a team that could would be Georgia. And Georgia's going to get a chance to play Alabama in the SEC championship game. If they win that game, does Georgia get in and then a one-loss Alabama team get in? Yes. 
Yes. So that might be your fourth team, although their, but then, their pathway to winning would be, but then would be Alabama, me, you know, Ohio State, and then maybe Clemson again. And that's and they can't do that. They can't well, do if, that. If JT, if JT Daniels comes back, they lost the game in Tuscaloosa because they're playing with a third-string quarterback. And if JT Daniels comes back, it'll be a completely different game. This well, why is he? Not, why would JT Daniels? Why is he not ready yet? He's, he's sick. I mean, he, he he's not healthy. He can't go yet. Well, I don't know how he'd be ready to go and be playing well at the biggest times. I mean, it is. It's November the first. I just don't know if it's in the cards for JT this year. And I'm rooting for him to have a good time. So, take care of yourself, buddy. Appreciate it. It's not easy. I mean, it really, the, the, I understand this isn't easy trying to figure out who that team's going to be. But the thing is, for Georgia, why I say Georgia's not even legitimate. So Georgia, in their last game, would mandatorily have to beat Alabama. So then Alabama, so Georgia is that I'm to believe they could beat Alabama, then beat Clemson, then beat Ohio State in three consecutive weeks? Hell no. That is that's not that is not happening. That is not it's not happening. That's not that that is not going to happen. I don't even have to contemplate that one that that's not happening. Not going to be a, that is not going to end up being a scenario that works out for you there. I can tell you that. It's a shame for the Georgia fans, but uh, it's not happening. I can tell you. Okay, let's get down to business. I have my luscious locks. It's time for J.K.'s Luscious Locks this NFL Sunday. Okay, here are my Luscious Locks. And by the way, they've been, would I say bad? Anthony, is that fair? They've been bad? They're six. And, I'm 6-15 and 15 on the season. Yeah, that's rough. They stink! No, they don't stink. I, I actually had a winning week last week. And I'm going to dig out of this hole. I'm going to make sure that I dig out of this hole and get back to respectability. How about a three-for-three weekend, and it's going to be three favorites that I'm going to go with this weekend. I'll take the Bills, minus four-and-a-half at home. Bills minus the four-and-a-half against the Patriots. I think the Patriots will shoot themselves in the foot, and I think the Bills have been on a streak of not really playing at their best. I'll take the Browns, minus one, at home against the Raiders. Yes, Browns against the Raiders, yes. I'll take the Browns. And I'll take the Browns to be 6-2. and two. How about that for you? That'll really... Ken Carmen will be happy with me. And then I'll take the Seahawks minus three at home against the 49ers. Yeah, that looks like a great game. It really does. I think the Seahawks are going to win this one, and I think they're going to end up winning it comfortably. Seven points, ten points, uh, comfortably. Bills minus four and a half. Browns minus one. Seahawks minus three. Those are my luscious locks. Here on the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Anthony, if I can win two out of three today, I will be back to 33% in the season. <laughs> I could be 8 and 16. I could be 8 and 16. And honestly, I just want to have another winning week. That's what I want to do. I'll put a, put a brick in the wall, have another winning week, go 8 and 16, and then start to, start to feel like I've dug myself out a little bit of this. A little bit of it. As we close out the show today, I would just like to thank you again because last week, when I was leaving the show, I was telling you that I was going to get on a plane. And I was going to get on a plane and go see my mom. 
And honestly, in the course of the show, I had gone to work that morning here at the station and I had not booked an airline ticket and I had not even talked about going away. But something came over me and got me on that plane and got me home. And we had been told my mom had, like, you know, could have had a couple months. She had a couple weeks. From diagnosis of a terminal diagnosis to death, my mom lasted 13 days. She died overnight on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. 3.41 a.m., 3.41, I'm going to look at that as a lucky number. When I'm looking for numbers again, I'm going to look at 5.57. My daughter was born at 5.57. I'm big into numbers. Got engaged on Cinco de Mayo, 5.5. Got married on 7.7. Got blessed, got the marriage blessed in the church on 222. I'm, I'm obsessed with numbers. But the number one would be my most obsessed number right now. I give, uh, I give that number one to my mom. And you've heard her on the show many times before. And I can tell you that her impact on my life was by far number one. My dad died when I was young. My mom uh, did double duty for the end of my teen years, which weren't always easy. And she was always my biggest supporter, my biggest, uh, my biggest backer. And I would not be anywhere without her. And I will tell you the story later on how I think that everything that happens happens for a reason. And I think it's a... Um, It's strange how it all dovetails into what's been a crazy 2020 for me. Here's what I would suggest to you. You got a chance to love your mom, love your mom. You got a chance to call her on the phone, call her on the phone. You got a chance to give her a hug, give her a hug. I'll never get to do that again, but I'm actually okay with it. Because I said my goodbyes, I held her hand as she exited the world. And I feel like she's given me, I've laughed more this week, I've joked more this week, I've had more happiness than sadness and that's what i wish for all of you this upcoming week more happiness than sadness more positivity more belief that we can all do it together and let's get through what's going to be a little bit of a crazy week a lot of drama we'll get through it all and we'll be back here next sunday anthony piano's awesome seth canner you were great as usual and i'll see you next sunday for the john kincaid show thanks for joining me on cbs sports radio This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 